Hey, I'm Andy. I'm Andy. And you're listening to the HMO Podcast. Over 10 years ago, I set myself the challenge of building my own property portfolio. And what began as a short-term investment plan soon became a long-term commitment to change the way young people live together. I've now built several successful businesses, I've raised millions of pounds of investment, and I've managed thousands of tenants. Join me and some very special guests to discover the tips, tricks, and hacks, the ups and the downs, the best practice, and everything else you need to know to start, scale, and systemize your very own HMO portfolio. Now. As you know, I invest in some commercial property. It's commercial to residential developments. I've shared a little bit about it, but I've perhaps not been completely honest about how much or how interested I am in it. In some ways, commercial property has become my mistress. Now, don't worry. I still love my HMOs, but it's true. I'm investing in other property as well and quite aggressively. So today's episode, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing, why I'm doing it and how I've been able to do it. Don't go anywhere and please enjoy today's episode of the HMO podcast. Hey guys, it's Andy here. We're going to be getting back to the podcast in just a moment. But before we do, I want to tell you very quickly about the HMO roadmap. Now, if you're serious about replacing your income, or perhaps you've already got a HMO portfolio that you want to scale up, then the HMO Roadmap really is your one-stop shop. Inside the Roadmap, you'll find a full 60-lesson course delivered by me, teaching you how to find more deals, how to fund more deals and raise private finance, how to refurbish great properties, how to fill them with great tenants that stay for longer, and how to manage your properties and tenants for the future. We've also got guest workshops added every single month. We've got new videos added every single week about all sorts of topics. We've got downloadable resources, cheat sheets and swipe files to help you. We've got case studies from guests and community members who are doing incredible projects that you can learn from. And we've also built an application just for you that allows you to appraise and evaluate your deals, stack them side by side and track the key metrics that are most important to you. To find out more, head to the hmoroadmap.co.uk now and come and join our incredible community of HMO property investors. I've been investing in HMO since 2009. I have bought and sold a lot. I have managed thousands of tenants and I'm fortunate to have earned some really good money in the process. I still have a portfolio. I will never get rid of it. It is a marvellous thing. It just chucks out cash every single month and I find it very rewarding. I find that providing great accommodation and what we do for our tenants and the team that I've built and the business I've built around that, I find it incredibly rewarding and I'm very, very proud of it. But I had another itch to scratch. I like to develop property. Now, I don't like to be hands-on developing it, but I like the buzz of developing. I like the buzz of doing bigger deals. Now, in all honesty, it's only in the last 18 months that I felt like I've actually had the headspace and real appetite to look away from the HMOs seriously. All of my businesses, my portfolio, my investment and management business, my consultancy business, the roadmap, all revolve around HMOs. Now, I've done lots of projects. I've done flips and all sorts of things. But until fairly recently, I've never seriously looked at a very different type of strategy within the property category. Now, I'm a huge believer for making sure that you nail something before you move on to the next thing. And that is exactly what I've done with the HMOs. 
For, what, 12, 13 years, I've pretty much exclusively focused on one strategy. I've done it and I've done it very, very well and I've been very, very successful with it. And today's episode isn't an attempt to try and convince anyone else to look at commercial to residential development. I just wanted to share why I'm now doing that in addition to my other stuff as well. And hopefully this gives you some relatable context. So why now? Why have I decided to invest into commercial to residential property now? Well, there are a few reasons, actually. First and foremost, it's timing. My businesses are pretty much now running without me. They are on autopilot. They continue to grow without me having to put my efforts in on a daily basis. They are very profitable and that's a good position to be in. That allows me, that affords me the luxury of being able to look at other things and do other things, to dabble in other things, to place a bit of risk in other things. And as well as that, I have forged a really good business relationship with Mark Arkvelop and Mike at Clay Properties, who I've known for a long time, years. And as their businesses have also evolved and they've also got to a position in their businesses, very naturally and organically, we found that we had a similar interest and intention to invest in similar types of properties. And it made a lot of sense to join forces and share our skill set, share our resources and share our enthusiasm to invest in other types of properties. And on top of this is just the very obvious fact that at the minute, the market is good. You know, if you're developing stuff at the minute, you can buy at the right price, debt is cheap and the market looks like it has a very positive outlook for anything that will come to fruition, any developments will come to fruition in the next 12 to 24 months. So the stars almost just kind of aligned, but almost accidentally. Now, if I was to be doing this on my own, investing in commercial residential projects independently, I'd probably struggle. I don't have a huge amount of experience and knowledge. I would be quite limited as to where I could invest, or certainly I wouldn't feel comfortable investing too far beyond the areas that I know, and my capital will only stretch so far. Collaborating on this, you know, with Mark, he's an architect and he's got these incredible skills and working with Mark and Mike means we can tap into different parts of the country because those guys live in very different parts of the UK. And we can also collectively join forces to bring in a lot more funding. And we've done that very, very successfully. So what sorts of projects are we investing in? Well, I've already talked about the Faversham Villas project. That's our commercial to five and hopefully six flats. That was previously a nursery. We got planning permission to convert it into five flats. And actually at the minute, we're trying to get a six out of it as well. That sixth unit is back in planning. This week, in fact, today, we've just put an offer in on a piece of land. It's a piece of land being used commercially. It comes with some permitted development rights, but there are some complications to the site. We'll hopefully get planning for a number of new build homes and whether or not we'll build them out, we'll wait and see. We're also looking at a couple of other sites. One of them is in Sheffield and one of them is in the East Midlands. But at this stage, they're still quite speculative. But I've got to admit, it's really exciting working on these projects, problem solving them, trying to figure out how best to maximise the potential and working in that slightly uncomfortable zone where I don't know the answers to everything. Now, do not worry. My HMOs are still number one. In fact, I'm completing on Hillside, I'm completing on another HMO today. 
And honestly, there's absolutely no way in hell that if I hadn't built my portfolio and built my cash flow and businesses around HMOs, that I'd be investing in commercial to residential stuff now. The sums of money, the risk involved, the amount of attention that it needs just wouldn't be possible if I hadn't already done that. So for anyone listening to today's episode that's interested in commercial to residential stuff, as well as the HMOs, if you're not quite there yet, if you don't have that cash flow, that stability, maybe you don't have the big pots of capital, don't worry. It took me 13 years to get here. And actually, if I had to start from scratch again, I would do it in exactly the same way. I'd focus on small residential units, convert them into HMOs and generate cash on a recurring basis because that's what pays the bills. That's what gives you the stability. That's what gives you experience. That's what gives you credibility. And with that, it's easier to move on to bigger projects. Commercial to residential projects for me are a natural way of diversifying my businesses. I'm at a point where I'm ready and need to diversify some of my interests. But I don't look at people doing commercial to residential projects and think for some reason they're more successful because they're working on bigger projects. Actually, I think one of the greatest achievements that anybody could make is to build a business, to build a good, stable, profitable business that stands the test of time. So to give you a bit of context to this, I'm probably spending at the minute two to four hours a week on my commercial to residential stuff. Obviously, when things are happening and we're buying something and there's conveyancing happening or there's some bigger decisions to make, maybe I spend a bit more time, but then there are weeks that go by and I'm practically doing nothing because My business partners are doing their bit and there isn't actually a huge amount I need to do. So that gives you an idea as to how and where this sits within my other interests. Yes, this is an important part of my diversification plan and the growth of my businesses, but actually the rest of my time, and I still work, you know, full working weeks, that's all on my other businesses, my HMO businesses, my investment management business, my own portfolio, the roadmap, you know, that kind of stuff. So yes, it's a really big priority of mine. Yes, I've got some big objectives, some big goals, particularly in the next 12 months, but actually it isn't the priority over everything else. I'm still very much focusing all of my, or most of my attention and time and resources on the things that I already do that I know work well and allow me to do these other great things. I suppose what I'm saying is I don't take my eye off the golden goose and you shouldn't either. If there's anything that you take away from today's musing, it's that. Focus on the things that pay the bills. Focus on the things that allow you or will allow you to do the other things. And I guess it's that distraction that so many people struggle with. I've always been fortunate in that I've never really struggled too much with that distraction. Yes, I've always wanted to do things that I've seen other people do, but actually I've always understood the importance of focusing. Now, before I wrap up today's episode, here are a few things that I've already learned in my foray into commercial to residential property. First, first and foremost, you need experts, you need architects, you need planning consultants. Without these people, I don't know how anybody could even think about muddling their way through this There are so many critical decisions that hinge, not just on somebody's expert opinion, but actually somebody's ability to present a particular case in a particular way. So, for example, when you're coming to planning applications or the way that you approach planning applications with pre-apps and things like that, I just wouldn't have had a clue. So working with the right people has been paramount. Secondly, it is painfully and frustratingly slow. 
It's one of the things that I really don't enjoy about it. You really have to understand that <laughs> this is about delayed gratification. I like to buy things, get them up and running very, very quickly. And it's actually why I probably enjoy rent to rent more than anything because it's so quick. You can get those assets cash flowing so quickly. But when it comes to commercial to residential stuff, it is a slow burner. You're investing so much money and the gain is so far down the line. It's almost not even worth thinking about sometimes. So that is something I've definitely had to learn and almost reprogram myself to. The other thing is just the pure amount of capital that this sort of stuff needs. Buy a building for 350000 You develop it for 350000 You've got your interest costs and any lending that you've got. You've got contingencies that you need to build in. Very quickly, you're into the best part of a million quid to do a relatively small project. Multiply that, have two or three going on. You've got a very, 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 very big cash requirement. So all of a sudden, planning and forecasting, utilising private finance, finding very competitive rates, balancing, all becomes incredibly important. Now, for me, I find that exciting, but it's a very different feeling when it all comes to fruition, when it becomes a reality. Planning it is one thing. You know how much cash and capital you're going to need. But when it starts to get real, when you're buying stuff, when you're handing over money, when you're managing very large sums of money, that risk is all of a sudden very, very real. And I suppose the businesses that I've built today, I've been able to mitigate a huge amount of risk. Yes, I've spent some very large sums of money on properties. I've done some big deals. But when you've got a lot of that tied up into a small number of assets, it's quite different. So it's exciting, but at the same time, it's not for the faint-hearted. So there you go. That's where the commercial to residential stuff sits in my plan this year, my objectives and how it's sitting against my HMO stuff. I'll keep you updated through the year as we progress and hopefully I can report back on some deals. Hopefully I can tell you quite soon whether or not we've been successful with this piece of land. That'll be the second project this year. But, you know, it's competitive out there. So fingers crossed, but can't expect to win everything, right? That's it for today's episode of the HMO Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget that I'm over in the HMO community. I'm on standby. So if you've got questions and need a bit of support, come on over and ask them. Myself and our community members are always happy and willing to help you. And of course, if you want to scale things up, if you want to level up this year, then you need to be inside the HMO roadmap. Have you seen how many case studies we've got from our community members in there? They will inspire the hell out of you. They are sharing how they have done their projects so that you can do it to trust me go and check it out 48 pounds plus fat per month it'll cost you less than a cup of coffee every single day that's it from me don't forget i'll be right back here next time so join me then for the next installment of the hmo podcast (laughs) 